love the game. I love the hustle, man. I be feeling like a bird of magic or something. But if I leave, the fans still gonna love me, man? I get love out here in Harlem, man. That's my gift in life, eh? You know? <laughs> what? The fuck you laughing at, B? <laughs> you, man. <laughs> Funny, man. You a hustling motherfucker, man. For real, baby. <laughs> Fucking killing me, man. Well, you know me, baby. Welcome to episode 15 of the Zone Talk podcast. I am your host, Jamel. I am back this week with Donovan and Devon. Unfortunately, Nap and Rashad are not with us this week. Uh, we have some COVID issues, so we're not going to do our off-season breakdown today. We'll have that for you guys next week, uh, but we still got a lot tuned in for you, so stay tuned for the rest of the podcast. Uh, but how are you guys feeling today, fellas? Feeling good. Ready to chat it up with y'all. Let's get it. Yeah, facts. I can't complain. It's a good day. Good day. Good day. This weather's getting warmer in Boston, man, and I couldn't be happier, man. I'm getting outside. I'm getting my workout in. Doing my thing, man. Leaving the house without a coat, maybe yet? Yeah, yeah man. You know me, man. I'm big bone, so yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, I'm warm yeah. all the time. <laughs> but let's get into it. Uh, you know, obviously it's the NFL off season. We've been uh going through all the free agency signings and everything, and uh, we'll keep you guys <clears throat> up to date in our off season breakdowns. Uh, but we wanted to talk about the bigger idea uh looming over free agency, um, the idea of loyalty uh in the NFL, whether it be to organizations players we'll get into all that a little bit later but um what does that loyalty look like and you know we talk about a lot on the pod how the nba or we hope the nfl turns into the nba but it's not necessarily a realistic uh aspiration it seems like the nfl does show some more loyalty uh in terms of the players um to organizations than the nba what do you guys think yeah, the one thing that I do know that um, as far I know there's politics in the NBA, but I feel like the politics runs more deep in the NFL. Whereas, like, if you're a player and you're playing for a franchise, and like they like you, they'll they'll make sure you're taken care of. They'll they'll feature you on the field. They'll do this and that. I just feel like in the NBA, like you don't really have those situations. I also think there's like a like a fundamental difference in like pay structure. Like, it's the owners that own everything for the most part in the NFL where, like, a lot, like, a, a good portion of this revenue that the NBA players generate, like, they actually see it. Um, and so, like, that comes into a play, like, a lot when you're talking about uh, uh, quote-unquote loyalty from, like, an organization's perspective or, like, the perceived um, disloyalty that a player might have when you're talking about, like, in the NBA because, like, at the end of the day, like, they can go out and get that bag, like, anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas, like, in the NFL, like. You got to find, like, not. a system fit. You yeah. got to find, like, a coach who knows the coach who vouches for you. Like, it's just kind of, like, I feel like the NFL, like, it's just a little more difficult to have players move from franchise to franchise. And I feel like players, like, for Juju, for example, like, how he could have possibly went to a Kansas City or a Baltimore Ravens, like. Those teams sound appealing. It's just like 
the thing that you could assume kept him from going is the loyalty to Pittsburgh, which is like, it's admirable. And it's like, I see why you would want to stay there. There's you're comfortable with what's going on. You know, the what's your, the one thing I know is like, there's going to be issues wherever you go. He's uh, familiar with the issues in Pittsburgh. He, he knows how to deal with the issues in Pittsburgh. He could have a new set of issues playing on a Kansas city being a number three option or going to Baltimore and them needing him to be a number one. Yo, 5-0 is here, bro. <laughs> Yo. Hey, Yo. Yeah, you know, we you straight know out of Boston. Is. And we just started potting. <laughs> Recording <laughs> in Dorchester. It's hot out here, man. I'm like, yo, 5-0 is circling the block on this. This is crazy. It's starting to warm up now. Yeah, right. But you're absolutely right, Devon. I mean, uh, Juju staying in Pittsburgh, um, you know, we, there are different types of loyalty when you're looking uh, into the NFL. And Juju staying in Pittsburgh uh, is a great example of, you know, that organizational loyalty, loyalty to the city, the fan base. Um, both of those things came into play. Loyalty to Ben Roethlisberger. Um, I'm sure he likes, you know, playing under Mike Tomlin. So it seems like he's really bought into the overall culture um, in Pittsburgh. And he says that's where he wants to stay um, with Big Ben. And, you know, I can't blame him. It's a familiar system. Uh, he has an opportunity to get another year with a quarterback who's a future Hall of Famer. And, um, you know, he feels like they can put together a Super Bowl run. And if you feel that way, who am I to tell you different? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he he outlined that in that in his little recent street interview about a month ago um, where he was walking through the streets of L.A. And, you know, they stopped him. They were like, yo, like, do you think you're going to go play for anybody in, like, California, like San Diego, et cetera? He was like, nah, man, like, I really want to build a legacy in Pittsburgh. And, like, I, I told Big Ben if he had four more years, like, give it to me. But he said Big Ben's old as shit. And he no is. <laughs> you know how it goes. Big Ben's trying to collect that and I paycheck. Think that, I think boy. Juju, like, has it in his mind that, like, he could definitely go to a different place. Because that deal is only a one-year deal. But the fact that he stuck around, that's that's a display of the loyalty that I think we're trying to get at. But also, it's like, there's different types of loyalty, like... I always see like like the little Brady bunch like Brady got Gronk AB like they just go where he go like and it's just <laughs> like their loyalty is to him like AB's loyalty is clearly to Tom Brady like he, if Tom Brady wants to go play for Detroit like AB would be interested in signing with the Detroit Lions you know what I mean and, like and he wouldn't even be the only one there'd be a lot of guys yeah, <laughs> signing 100%. up to go to Detroit and it's just like and Tom Brady is just an example I'm sure there's other smaller examples in the NFL where guys know a guy who's playing somewhere and they want to go play with them, like, because they have respect and, like, you know, I just. I think, I think you, I think you're touching on a good point, right? We were talking about different types of loyalty. Like, yeah. you guys want to, we can try and break this down a little bit. Um, we've given some thought about it. Like, there's, like, loyalty to the franchise, right, where you're talking about, like, investing into the organizational system. Um, some great examples of that. Yeah, those some great examples of that would be like the New England Patriots. Um, you know, even with a lot of the free agent signings that have happened this past offseason, a lot of the commonalities, if that's a word, uh, a lot of the thing, it oh word, let's go, uh, let's go. Uh, <laughs> but a lot of the things that um were said were about you know Belichick, uh, you know being a part of that legacy that the Patriots have had, uh, being able to be a part of that next generation of Patriot. Like who's gonna bring the next Super Bowl to Foxborough? Because you know you'll get as much recognition as anyone who brought you know as Brady bringing other ones. Maybe not as much, but it'll mean just that much to our fan base and everything. So right. 
um, when you talk about that franchise loyalty, you get into, you know, who do they have on the staff? But not only that, but trusting their process of developing talent. Uh, some organizations that have shown uh, that they are really good at what they do in terms of scouting players, uh, like the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, they've had a number of guys go through there that have been ballers. A.B., Mike Wallace, Heinz Ward, just a ton of studs going through there and developing year after year because they're not early round guys. And, um, you know, we see that with other teams like the Denver Broncos defenses. You know, typically they've been able to construct and keep talent on their roster. And I don't know what it is about Denver, but, um, you know, guys like Von Miller, you know, are attracted to that location. They like the defense, the system they're in. Uh, it's something they feel they want to be a part of for a long time. I think guys just end up building relationships with, like, obviously the the team that they're on, but the the city as well. Um, just to, like, segue into the to – the, to the another type of loyalty is, like, the city and the, the fan base loyalty. You know, like, for example, like, James White just got – he just got paid from New England for, for another year. Um, he's been there for eight years now or he will be there for eight years. And, like, unless nobody knew, like, he also got a very great offer from the Super Bowl champion Bucks, <laughs> where his favorite QB, Tom Brady, is currently playing. And he has a lot of continuity over there. But he said, yo, I love New England. New England loves me. Like, they love Sweet Feet around here. Word. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And so, like, it didn't it didn't matter to him at that point. It was just about he started something here. He's built something here. He has championships under his belt as a Patriot. Right. I want to continue it, you know, win, lose, or draw. So. Yeah. It's interesting to see how players like Gronk and AB, whose time in New England was very short, but Gronk certainly spent years here. And, you know, he wasn't too interested in returning without a Brady. So it's, like, interesting to see just how a player can really make the difference. And, like, Brady definitely had an influence in that James White offer. You can oh, yeah. guarantee oh. that. Yeah, I, I, I was super shocked when I heard that because it's like, oh, if I'm James White, absolutely. I'm getting a good offer from the Bucks. I go to a team that's going to be a Super Bowl Especially contender. Especially since the, the Pats didn't like, feature him that much. Like, I was thinking, you know. Yeah, but, I mean, that's, uh, you know, that's that loyalty to the city. And he knows, like, fans like us appreciate that shit, bro. That yeah. shit goes a long way. Along with um, um pa- Patriot re-signing of David Andrews, who – we were, like, almost certain was going to leave in free agency, right? Exactly. Like, he's another guy who was, like, he tested out free agency, but ultimately, and he got, you know, he got better looks, but uh, he wanted to come back to the Patriots. He likes what he has here. And a lot of it is about being comfortable in the system that you're in. And it's totally fine to be comfortable in that system uh, because I think these guys feel this is also a place where they can continue to develop and be the best player they can be. Right. When you look at a guy like Trent Brown, uh, who's coming back to the Patriots after getting traded uh, from the Raiders, um, he in his interview, he talks about, you know, New England was the one place where he had the most fun. You know, he's a five-year vet in the NFL, and, you know, he's done a lot of good things for us specifically. Sorry for the Raiders uh, that you paid and didn't really get uh, what you wanted, but you know, he's going back to an organization where he feels he can play his best ball. So it's so much bigger than 
just looking at, you know, what's a good fit for a team uh, by just their skill set. You know, it's also about like the environment they're going into, the culture they're stepping into. How is that going to affect their development as a player where, you know, we don't see a guy like uh, Nikhil Harry. It doesn't have the Patriots way doesn't have that same effect uh, so far. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I actually saw that there was some interest in uh, him going to Washington. Which should be interesting, a little mix up with that receiving core they got. But yeah, that was just a side note. Yeah, a little side note. And then when we get into some the other types of loyalty, uh, in the NFL specifically, uh, we get into coach loyalty, you know, uh not just head coaches, but going down to defensive coordinators, offensive coordinators, um, and then specifically positional coaches. Uh, you guys like Robert Saul, Rex Ryan in the past, John Harbaugh, Andy Reid, Bill Belichick, a lot of these guys um, are just legends. Uh, and, you know, the reason that they're legends is not only because of their football knowledge, but because of the impact they have on the players that come into their locker room. Uh, you talk about being a coach. Not every coach can be motivational. That right. is a fact. Yeah, they need to cut that out. The ones that aren't yeah. good at it, just cut it out. Yeah, you like it's just, it's just not your thing. Some you don't have to be the head coach doesn't have to be the motivational guy either. Like you can have another guy fill that role. You ain't got to do it all, especially if you can't. Right. <laughs> I don't advise it. Um Yeah, but, we know. Yeah, yeah. Like coach loyalty, you could talk about how like Matt Patricia returned to New England after going to Detroit and being a head coach and he's like, you know, I, basically, his thought process had to be: I'd rather go back to New England and be a defensive coordinator than be a head coach somewhere. Same he, thing with McDaniel's, right? Right. Yeah. He went to he went to Denver. Yeah, I remember a few years back after the past lost the Super Bowl, he was like, "Yeah," and like it was like a lot of talks about him going somewhere else. He was like, "Yeah, I'm coming back." Like, and I was like, "Word," because it's just like the continuity that you develop, and like I think that's one thing that the players seek because like changing up your whole system like you can see it with like cam newton like i'm sure what he was playing and learning in carolina is different than what he's playing and learning now so it's like oh absolutely having the continuity will do a lot and that creates the loyalty because it's like a player they start developing that with a coach i can even speak to my own playing experience like when i was playing with my first defensive coordinator after i transferred like he was like he saw what i could do he worked with me. He was like, all right, word. But then, unfortunately, he had to leave. And so I had a new defensive coordinator. And then this guy, you know, he's just like, all right. He has his own agenda. And it's just like you don't have that continuity. You can't build on what you've done. And that's why I think a lot of NFL players want to continue to do. They want to build on what they've done. And the best way to do that is with the same coach in the same staff in the same type of system. But it doesn't always work out like that for every player. So when a player is able to find a situation where they're – you know, they feel like this is a place they want to be, like a Von Miller or m multiple examples of players who spend years and years of their career in one organization. Absolutely. And I mean, it, it's just a testament to uh, the culture that you've created there. I think, uh, you know, a team that's always intriguing for me is the Dolphins because Brian Flores coming from the Patriots. Uh, he's clearly changing the culture there, like one player at a time. Um, but it's happening very quickly. Like three years ago, this Dolphins team was just not a good football team. This roster was not good. These players were not performing. He comes in, he makes some decisions, uh, retaining some talent, letting some guys go. And some guys just got better working under him. You know, that's how it is. You know, some places 
Uh, some coaches can do it. Some coaches can't. And um, ideally, you want to get the best pairing possible. Maybe they don't check all of the boxes in organization or a team, but if they check, you know, as many that are going to make you successful as a player and then make you comfortable, um, you know, in your day to day, then, you know, it ends up being a good fit. You end up seeing guys take less money uh, to stay where they're at or to stay with the players they're around. Yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, what you're trying to do is you're trying to, like, build on, like, the economies of scale, which means, like, you've already started something, you've already done the hard part, which is the learning of it. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, all right. It's Applying like that knowledge and, like, actually getting that stride of it. It's like, okay, I want to continue doing this. Right, right. It's like, it's like I don't know, man. Like, like I think about it, like, with my, f- with my college career, in a way, like, freshman year you get thrown into this shit like it's a mess yeah it's a mess you just you're just trying you're just trying to figure it out and make, yeah, you make things work you know what i mean and then sophomore year got to start things were moving along a little bit didn't really understand like everything that was happening but mm-hmm. i was like in the game yeah. yeah you know what i mean and then junior year you're like oh okay, okay the like game it. is slowing down and not even junior year but it was that sophomore season going spring into spring ball Going into junior, <laughs> going into sophomore year, junior year, spring ball, right? When everything like started, starts clicking, and you start reading things quicker, right? It's it's the same thing. You could think about it the same way when you're talking about guys coming into a system, figuring out how that system works, where they mesh in that system. I mean, just to get back to to Juju real yeah, I was quick, say like, that too. like Juju, like he loves his chemistry with Big Ben. And I think like that chemistry with Big Ben is what was a deciding factor to him because he knew if he were going to go anywhere else, let's say he he did end up with the Chiefs, he was going to not only be probably third fiddle on that team, but he, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, oh boy, he was not, not going to get the targets that he wants. Yeah. But now I got to figure out how Pat Mahomes plays. And that's right. a completely different game than how Big Ben plays. It is. And that would be a learning curve. And, like, at this point, players, are they only got a small window. It's like, how many times do you want to adjust? And, I mean, some players do it seamlessly. And I'm not saying that Juju wouldn't have done it seamlessly. And I'm not saying he can't. But it's something that would have to be adjusted and, like, if you're comfortable with what you're doing and it's working to some degree, I mean, you want to stick with it. Yeah, I also think it's important to point out, like, this also isn't the off season for uh, free agents. There's a lower cap. Teams have less spending money. Uh, they're not looking to shelve out big contracts. I think when you look at a position like running back, a guy like Aaron Jones got the deal he did, and every guy after that is getting something less. And I think he got around $12 million, $13 million a year. Uh, with the Packers, but he could have got more on, you know, maybe a couple of years ago or, you know, when the cap was a little bit more inflated and teams were more willing to spend money on mm-hmm. running backs. Now it's like, all right, well, eh, the market's not that active. We're probably just going to rent a guy for a year and he's going to, you know, fill a hole. Um, so it's harder to get those contracts. I think that's why you're seeing more one-year, two-year contracts uh, this offseason. They're looking for a lot of bridge guys um as opposed to long-term guys and i also think that's just a lot of the guys you would want long-term are locked up already you think you think the you think i feel like the players are looking at it the same way to be honest with you but like absolutely from a different perspective right it's like it's like all right well these guys are going to underpay me no matter what (laughs) unless you're the New England patriots and still like with the with the cap raising next year like they're still somewhat underpaid right Mm -hmm. um 
you gotta think about like I'm Juju. Like I'm not trying to get locked into a shit deal. To a long five year deal for like especially when the cap is about to increase by X amount of dollars. Like I'm not trying like mm-hmm. I'm trying to get paid when it's time to get paid too. Right. Absolutely. It's a tough call to make because uh you see a guy like um Shaq Barrett, you know, re signing with uh the Bucks on a longer term deal, four years. Uh but I mean he got a lot of guaranteed money. So um you know, it's interesting situations when you're looking at them, but absolutely, knowing that the cap is going to increase as a free agent, if you have the flexibility and you, you're you talented and teams have you on the radar, I think that's the most important thing. Like, if you're a guy that doesn't have the leeway or flexibility to, yeah. like, negotiate and, like, I mean, <laughs> there's nothing win. out there for you, you're going to take what they give you. Yeah, man, you're going to take a one-year, $3 million deal. Um, and be happy about it. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that's how the way it's kind of going this off offseason. Uh, it is nice to see guys, you know, still get paid. Still secure a lot of guaranteed money this year. Uh, I'm not that's as happy to see path. my Patriots yeah. shelving out all I this mean, guaranteed money. Be active. I mean, definitely looking for some moves from them. Hopefully they move up and get Justin Fields. Been seeing some talks about that. Yeah, we'll definitely get into the draft. And I think uh, the second wave of free agency is about to start happening. You're about to start seeing uh, a lot of the mid-tier guys that are left uh, signing <clears throat> signing deals on cheaper cheaper deals. I think uh, teams that haven't been active are going to be a little bit more active. Maybe a team like the Seahawks is going to address their O-line. Uh, a team like the Colts has to address their O-line. Uh, and then receivers, you know, you'll you'll be able to find a guy that you can probably plug into your system for a year. Uh, if you're looking for a bridge number three, number two receiver, um, you might be able to find somebody still on a, on a free agency. So, lots to look forward to. Yeah, I mean, um, just to just to highlight one of the most recent signings. I know this was, I'm not gonna say hotly contested, <laughs> but it was an interesting signing by the Indianapolis Colts. They're bringing T.Y. Hilton back for ten million dollars, um, mm-hmm. eight million of which is guaranteed. Mind you, he is a 10-year veteran, all with the Colts, um, or is going into his 10th year. So the first thing that, when Rashad threw that in the chat today, the first thing that came to my mind was like, yo, this is a legacy signing. Like, it has to yeah. be. Like, like T.Y., was, like, <laughs> let's call a spade a spade. Like, T.Y. <laughs> wasn't that impressive to throw him 10 mil, 8 mil guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah, no reason for 8 mil. I see, I can see why you re-sign him, even though I think you could have got, like, another guy that would have provided more upside. Uh, but definitely a legacy signing in terms of you're loyal to us. You've done a lot for us. You know, we're throwing a little bit of extra money at you, you know, even though They're definitely lost optimistic that he'll, you he'll know, play back. up to it and um, do something with Carson Wentz because, you know, they got him coming in. So I'm not mad at it, but it is a little like, all right, like, you know, I, I really am not. That's, I'm not mad at it, honestly. That's more of a sign of good faith than, yeah. like, good valuation, though. Like, because if I was value, I, I wouldn't pay T.Y. Hilton that much. I just wouldn't. So. Especially not this year. Like, you don't have to. So, is that any is that any number two receiver? Like, he's going to be number two receiver. Uh, or is that he consensus? Might, he or might no? end like, up. You think like he's the, still number one? No. No. Michael Pittman's going to be the number Michael one. Michael Pittman's number um, one. But they have, like, I just feel like having that continuity I mentioned, like, they play together. They know how each other plays. They, like. You know what? They're gonna not gonna send him a disrespectful offer because you know the franchise wants them to continue to that develop that mesh, even though Ty. If probably I pay you, your out. value is not disrespectful. Well, if if they were to offer him something like no, if you take it, <laughs> if they 
it's not yeah. if I it's not if I pay you. If you take it, that's you have agreed. That's what your value right, was. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm saying if they offered him less, but they they came correct, and so that because because they wanted to continue what they have going, I believe. Yeah, it's 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 a sign of good faith. They think he'll. Uh, I think. I mean, he obviously is trying to play his best football. <laughs> like, <laughs> at the end of the day, yeah. Yeah. Stu is not so. going out there like, yo. I mean, I, I got eight million guaranteed. I've been in the league ten years. Nah, I'm still going hard, bro. I only got one more. I only got a couple more years left. Like, it, it's tough, but I th- absolutely think Ty is a guy who's going to give it his all. He's gonna. Um, they think that rapport with Carson Wentz is important. I'm sure. Uh, they. It's funny because they still have a lot of flexibility with the cap, but they just haven't gone after. Uh, a ton of guys in free agency. So I'm curious to see what they do going forward. We'll get into Draft them. night trades. Yeah, yes. Oh, man. We'll see. The NFL draft is going to be something we dive into. Uh, we'll prepare uh, some mocks for you. Uh, the early first round. I don't know if we'll do a full one. That's uh, a lot of work. We'll get into <laughs> some things. Well, yeah, we'll do some things. And uh, next week, we'll have the AFC East breakdown. Uh, we'll have Rashad back, hopefully, and Nat back, hopefully. We'll see what happens. Uh, and, you know, we'll go from there. But we appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, feel free to follow us on all the socials. Tell a friend about the Zone Talk Podcast at Zone Talk Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And peace out. Will Djax score more than five touchdowns this year? With the with the no, he won't play more than five games. (laughs) I'd rather bet on that. Just wondering. That's all. Yeah, no. Don't talk. Don't talk. Peace. Peace. (laughs) I'm the type of make a move and don't nobody know. You don't gotta hide it if you wanna let it show, girl. All I need is any with a little bit of dope. Soon as I get them both, you know I'm all ready to go, yeah. Never mind them rookies, baby, come fuck with the pro. We can do it faster, we can do it slow. Never mind them knocks, yeah, leave them at the door. I know what your spots like, I've been there before, yeah. I left my main hoe, now my side my main hoe. Jigger chain clothes, live exquisite, they know. Performing plain clothes, get the bag and race home. Ain't got time for lame hoes or any of you lame hoes. Riding something for him, riding in that Zane low. Richard Paul still go live by the same code. Off the throne, it's how to think how I got home. I'm at the mall shopping, but I think I got those. I got drugs up in my system, I might go off. Hey, quarter on the beat, I tell them go off. I ain't never been the type to show off. And I ain't never pressed, don't make me go off. Hey. Okay, I want a deal, but they be robbed. But still, my bike crib from north up to prospect. Kill these niggas, bite me hard, I feel like ho. They feel these niggas flex too hard, they care about hoes for real. Yeah. Top speed, oh, D, low key. On me, top speed, oh, D, low key. Shorty won't get drafted, but I'm only trying to blaze her. 20 out of 10 every single time I raid her. Probably got a hundred on the dash just like a racer. I'ma go top speed. I'ma go top speed, yeah. I'ma go top speed. I'ma go top speed.